Michigan's got a cakewalk, a bit of a cakewalk with the Hoosiers of Indiana. Surely that'll go down in the win column. It'd be a shame if it didn't, but um, no, it probably will. They're probably going to fucking destroy them. So that's that. Uh, Michigan State, my Spartans, playing host to Ohio State. We got to believe. Why not us? Why not us? Why not us? I don't, I mean, I don't, if they score 60 in the second quarter, then it might not be us. That might be why. But for now, Saturday hasn't come yet. We got a few more days till then. Why not us? The vibes are high, and the Detroit Lions will be traveling to Foxborough to play the New England Patriots. Revenge game for that fat clown, Matt Patricia. Lions, obviously, extremely disappointing loss last week. Uh, this might be another one of those weekends where I just go into hiding. My parents are supposed to come visit me next week. I might say, Hey, you know what? Save the trip. You'll see me on the news. I'll be dug out of some hole somewhere. One of those weekends, maybe. This is the Detroiter folks covering sports, Motor City, Mitten State. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We are presented by, I haven't done the presenting sponsor in a minute. I feel like we are presented by the second string the second string.com. Thank you all for being here. It means a lot. Um, I do, I do appreciate, can I just say that off the rip real fast? I do appreciate that there are people out there who will give me an hour of their time, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify or wherever you get the pods. I do appreciate that. That's kind of fucking wild to say, like even the fact that one person is like, yeah, I'll go listen to this dude just rambling about random shit in front of a green screen in his apartment. That warms my heart. That warms my heart. I don't know what Walt Disney must feel like when he made The Lion King and everybody on the fucking planet went and saw that movie. How the hell did that feel? I get two people that indulge me crying about Michigan State fielding the worst defense in college football, and I go to bed at night and I'm like, that's fucking wild that someone just listened to me complain for 60 minutes today. That's nuts that someone listened to me just say, I don't even know about the Detroit Lions. That's crazy that someone listened to me talk about the Michigan Wolverines, and I'm not even a Michigan Wolverine fan. That's wild. So I appreciate everybody who's here. I appreciate, listen, most of all, anybody out there, if you tune in every week, we do these twice a week. If you tune into both every week, I mean, you're some kind of legend, aren't you? If you buy the shirts, and God forbid, if you tune in every week, you're buying the shirts, and then you're going and you're telling your friends about the shirts, you're telling your buddies at school about the podcast, you're going home and telling your parents about this YouTuber that you just found that covers Detroit sports, Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, if you're a saint, if you're out there doing the Lord's work for me, I love you. Can I just say that? Can we start off on a happy note for me today? I really do love you. I really appreciate that. It's 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 mind-boggling to think there are people there are people actually like, damn, I, I need to show people this guy. I need to show friends. I need to get more people on the Detroiter train. So I really do appreciate that. Solid little show for you today. Um, we've got Michigan obviously traveling to Bloomington, or are they playing host? I'll look it up right now. We have Michigan State. They are, in fact playing host to the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Ah, that game's going to really they're, – they're really going to play that one, huh? There is no – is there COVID? Do we have more COVID maybe? I, is there like a little test tube of COVID that they keep in the bellows of Spartan Stadium? I, maybe. Wouldn't be the worst time to break it out. You know what I'm saying? Like do we have a little bit of swine flu that Coach D'Antonio left behind from the early years? You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't – I wouldn't totally be opposed – is there a little bit of yellow fever 
you know, hanging around from when the school was first inducted, when they first fielded those football teams. We don't have any small plots somewhere underneath the 50 yard line. I don't, I'm just saying it wouldn't be the worst time to dig him up. If you're ever going to dig him up, you did a little bit of a time capsule, like the natives who were on the first ever Michigan state football team. You know what I'm saying? They dug a little something, something that would just run through civilization as we know it today. Okay, fine. You know, we might cause some problems for the world. We might shut down. A couple of people may lose their jobs. Some people may get sick and go to the hospital, but this game doesn't get played. So if there was ever a time to dig up a, a test tube of an illness under Spartan Stadium, this weekend may just be the weekend. But in that mindset, with that said, why not us, huh? Why not the Spartans of Michigan State? Why not the two and three team from East Lansing, huh? Why not Mel Tucker in year three? He beat a top 10 team in year one. Did he beat one last year? I can't remember. Why not in year three? Let's do it now. Oh, Michigan. He beat Michigan in year two. What am I talking about? You're due for a top 10 victory. Why not us? Let's rally the fucking troops. All those clowns at all these media outlets. $95 million robbery. The worst contract in college football. All these people just being flat out stupid. These people just writing shit for clicks. And we get how it goes. I mean, you guys know me. I have the videos I make. I do believe... I do believe and I do support a lot of what I say. Like, even right now, you might be like, dude, you're going back and forth. What do you mean? You made the video on Wednesday going, why not us? Why not us? And now you're talking about digging up smallpox and somehow making that find its way into CJ Stroud's protein shake. Wouldn't be the worst thing. We'll get him. You know, Ohio State's got a great health system. He'll be all right. You're flip-flopping, Nick. What do you talk? Pick a side. Is it why not us or do we dig up the smallpox? Here's where I'm at. It's why not us until Saturday. But with that said, if you right now were like, hey, dude, I'm going to fucking unload six bullets in this magnum into your frontal cortex if you pick the winner of the game incorrectly, obviously I'm going to choose Ohio State. If you go, hey, your bank account goes to zero if you pick the wrong team, obviously we're choosing Ohio State. There's a reason they're favored by like 26 and a half points or whatever it is. Obviously, dude. But with that said, I don't as of right now have someone with a gun to my brain. I don't, as of right now, have a blackmail plot working against me that requires me to pick the winner of this game. All I have right now, Spartan pride. Little bit of what if. Little bit of magic. Just something to cling on to. Something we call hope. That same thing that gets you to wake up when your alarm goes off at 6 in the morning. That same thing that gets you to do that 10th rep when for a second there, you thought you only had nine. That same thing that gets you to pick up the phone and call her and ask her to dinner when you know she's going to say no, or at least you have a strong suspicion because the last time you guys hung out, remember you sneezed in her tea. It got everywhere. She was sick for like two weeks. She had to miss the prom. And then when she came back, you didn't even apologize. But that same thing that got you to pick up that phone three weeks later, little something we call hope. That's all I have right now. And if I don't have hope in the teams that I love, in the Michigan State Spartans, hell, in the Detroit Lions, and all the rest, if I don't have hope in them, what do I have? Because if I don't hope, have hope in them, I don't have hope in life. I don't have hope in anything. I don't have hope for humanity. I don't have hope for the dinner I'm going to get after I'm done recording, recording, tasting good. I don't have hope in new experiences smiling upon me. I don't have hope in having fun with my friends. I don't have hope that I'm going to do great things in life. If I don't have hope in the Michigan State Spartans this Saturday against Ohio State, how can I have hope 
in anything? Answer me that. That's the way I look at the world. That's certainly the way I look at sports. Do I think Michigan State's going to win the game? If I had the guess gunned to my head, you know what? The guys in Vegas who are literally professional odds makers are predicting they're going to lose by about 26 to 27 points. So you know what? No, I, I don't think that Michigan State will win the game. I would say it's unlikely that Michigan State wins this game. But that's why you play the games. That's the beauty of fucking sports. Nobody thought we were going to win that game when we went to the shoe in 2015 with tandem backup quarterbacks. Nobody in their right mind thought Michigan State was walking out of there with a W. That's exactly what the fuck they did. Tyler O'Connor, Damian Terry at the helm, and you go into the shoe against one of the most talented Ohio State football teams Urban Meyer ever coached, Braxton Miller. J.T. Barrett, or no, was Braxton gone? I can't remember. J.T. Barrett, Ezekiel Elliott was in that backfield. You remember that? And they went into the horseshoe and won that game. They shut down Ohio State's offense. Ezekiel Elliott was such a fucking baby about how well MSU played defensively that he ran to the microphones after the game and started complaining about how his coaches didn't give him the ball enough. Ezekiel. You carried the ball 12 times, buddy. You picked up 43 yards. Shalik Calhoun, Lawrence Thomas, Malik McDowell, and the rest, they had you in a fucking torture rack, pal. What is Urban Meyer, what's he going to do? Go out there like Tanya Harding and bash their knees in at halftime? What do you want him to do, Zeke? Find a hole. Break a fucking tackle. Make somebody miss. Don't act like a coward and run to the microphones and throw your coaches under the bus. That's what Michigan State did. That's how shocking that win was. In Columbus, he couldn't believe it. Him, Ohio State fans, I'm sure the rest of the team, Urban Meyer, they were in disbelief. As a Michigan State fan, my friends and I were losing our minds. I'll never forget. I remember when Geiger hit the kick. I remember him hitting one of these, the little windmill all the way down the field. I remember jumping and screaming and hugging my best friends in my dorm room. I'll never forget it. I remember that game happening and being like, Holy shit, we're going to go to the Big Ten. And after you beat Ohio State, how could you possibly lose to another team in the Big Ten? We knew we were going to the Big Ten, and we knew whoever the fuck we saw ended up being Iowa. We were going to beat their ass too, and that's exactly what we did. So why not us? 1998, was it? Number one Ohio State against Michigan State. Similar spread. I think MSU, 26, 27, 28-point underdog, something like that. Shocks the world, wins that football game. Why not us. Why not the Michigan State Spartans? And we'll talk the Detroit Lions a little bit too. We'll talk Michigan as well. But now that we're on the topic, now that I'm rolling, let's stay on the Michigan State Spartans. I know. I understand the defense is the worst. Guys, I've watched the games. That's what I do on Saturday. I wake up. I try to wake up when the first round of games start on the West Coast. That's usually around 9 a.m. I like to sleep, so it's a little tricky. But we battle, we fight. I woke up in time for Michigan this past weekend. Um, if Michigan plays at noon again this week, I'm sure, I, yeah, they do. So 9 a.m. my time, noon your time. I'll wake up for that one again, see if Indiana has anything in the tank for the Wolverines. I'm going to be up. I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to be locked in on a couch in front of a television. Sober October, so no beer in my hand, but I will have this puppy. Ice cold water in my hand. I'm going to be wearing a Michigan State shirt. 
more likely than not, it's going to be a product of the second string, the hottest vintage sports and streetwear on the market, made by Detroit, made by yours truly. Check it out, thesecondstring.com. Absolute gas. Michigan fan, Michigan State fan, Lions, Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons, you name it. We got it. Limited drops every weekend. Something heat coming out for Seattle this weekend. Check it out. Unbelievable advertisement there. Unbelievable advertisement. You didn't even know that was happening, and I just snuck that in there like that. I'm going to be donned out. In a second string tea. I'll probably have an iced coffee. Noon is not even close to too late for me to be drinking coffee. I'm going to have an iced coffee in my hand or one o'clock whenever the game starts. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to have the green and white on. I'm going to be yelling at the TV. I'm going to be high-fiving when Michigan State does some things well. I'm going to be screaming when they do things poorly. I'm going to go in with the mindset of let's win the fucking game. Of course I'm going to go in with that mindset. I've said it before. I certainly have said it when it comes to the Detroit Lions. Because, listen, MSU, as disappointing as the season has been, nobody came into this season with the mindset of, like, God damn it, we stink. Can we edge one out? Ohio State, how are we going to do it? Nobody entered the season with that mindset. And historically, at least for my, I don't want to say adult lifetime because I still classify myself as a fucking infant, but for my, like, awareness lifetime when I started storing memories, when I started remembering things, Michigan State, for the most part, has been a good football program. Obviously down years, some years better than others. But for the most part, Michigan State, you can kind of count on them to be pretty good. Michigan, same deal. But if you're a Michigan State fan, if you're a Michigan fan, odds are you're probably a Detroit Lions fan. Quite the opposite. You can count on them to be poor. You can count on them to be bad. You can count on going into every game of their season going, I don't know how the fuck we're going to win this one, but I guess I'll watch. And I talked about it coming into this year with the Lions. But I feel the same way now with MSU. Now that the season's kind of deteriorated, now that everybody's fallen from grace, the players, the coaches, the fan base, we've kind of fallen out of love with some guys. Peyton Thorne a little bit on the hot seat. Um, The defense, everyone who's associated with the defense. The guy who fills up the fucking coolers for the defense. Obviously, Scotty Hazleton. Obviously, Mel Tucker, we're all, everybody's kind of looking around right now going, what exactly is going on? I know they're not caked up. I know it's not Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan's talent pool. I understand that. I understand we're not working with four and five stars galore. I get it. And I understand at the end of D'Antonio, these very same guys that are the upperclassmen now that we are relying on to kind of carry the weight. I understand that those last few classes that Marky D recruited were fucking horseshit. I understand. I am aware. And I'm aware that those are the guy we now are counting on to pull their weight and lead us into the light. And I'm aware that we are moving in the opposite direction of the light. I am aware that we are putting the Titanic to shame. The captain of our ship saw an iceberg 12 times that of the Titanics and said, you know what? Full steam ahead. At least that poor bastard from the movie. He sat, he tried the move, he tried to hit the brakes. It didn't work. He pulled up a chair and he went down with his ship. At least he had that. I'm aware of the state of Michigan State's, the roster, the talent level. I, I get it. With all that said, can't convince me in Minnesota's that much better than us. Can't convince me Maryland's that much better than us. Can't convince me regardless of the opponent, regardless of who we're playing, regardless of our talent level. You can't convince me that we don't improve at all week to week. And you'll say they improved a little bit. And they did. The second half, Maryland last week, they only gave up six points in an entire half, which for MSU, that's like shutting a team out four times in a row. That's fucking unheard of. 
So, yes, I guess they've improved a little bit. Now we've got a different animal coming to town with the Buckeyes. But everybody now, it's kind of shaky waters, right? It was all milk and creamsicles last year. Everybody felt good all year long. We had a Heisman contender in the backfield. Peyton Thorne was playing great. We scored on pretty much everybody. And the games we struggled to score, we struggled to move the ball. The defense showed up. They held Indiana to a little bit. They held Nebraska. Special teams made a couple plays if and when we needed it. Guys like Cal Halliday, Charles Bart Brantley, almost said Charles Barkley, um, Guys like Charles Brantley are making interceptions to seal games. Like we had our spots. We had our moments. And it was smooth sailing until we hit Ohio State in November last year. It's a little different this time around, isn't it? It's a little different. And now I feel the need to deliver the same message to MSU fans. I And it's it's not an MSU-specific message. It applies to Michigan State the most probably of the three football teams we have playing, maybe the Lions as well. I mean, kind of always the Lions, so it doesn't feel as unique to them. But that message is, what am I going to do? Like, not believe in this team? What's the use in going into Ohio State Saturday with the mindset of, oh, we're going to get waxed? What? What? So what am I doing here? Why am I wasting the fucking energy bill? Why am I taking in the blue light? Why am I not at the garden picking fucking roses on my Saturday instead? You know what I'm saying? What is the point of going into Ohio State? I don't care who their quarterback is. I don't care what their third down conversion percentage is. I don't care how many Ryan Day wants to hang on us. I don't give a fuck about anything that has to do with who we're playing. I don't care that it's Ohio State. Yeah, it makes things harder. I don't care, dude. If we were playing the Pipsweek Potato League All-Stars, I don't care. Any way you cut the cake, whoever you put in front of us, I'm going to go into the game with the mindset of let's win the fucking game because that's the entire point of being a fan of a team. That's the entire point is supporting them. Now, if we get to the second quarter and it's 62 to 1, I don't know how we got that one, but somehow we did. That's like the only impressive thing we have to take away from the first half. If that's what we're looking at when halftime rolls around and I'm booting up my phone, I type in the unlock key and I'm ready to whip up a video and fucking unload. I'm not going to be saying the same thing. I'm not going to be on that halftime video going, let's believe. Why not us? I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be yelling. I'm going to be talking about what's Mel Tucker doing. I'm going to be talking about Scotty Hazleton, these same guys in the secondary making the same mistakes for the sixth week in a row, alliteration. I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to be unhinged. I'm going to be fuming. But in the lead up, when that game kicks off on Saturday, you couldn't fucking pay me to come out, to sit there in my own brain with a with a following, with a TikTok video, hell, with even my friends or my family around, whether I'm alone, whether I'm with people, if I have an inter- internet connection, if I don't, you couldn't pay me for my brain to generate the thought of we're fucked. You couldn't pay me to have that mindset. Am I going into the game like we're about to clown these dudes? Am I going into the game, we're going to fucking steamroll Ohio State? Am I going into the game telling everybody I got 500 on the MSU money line? No. But I am going into that game going, fuck it. We don't have anything to lose. They got everything to lose. Fuck. Why not? Better late than never, dude. This would be a great time to show up for one, huh? Why not? I don't know. Yeah, it's not likely. 
yeah, we're 26 point underdogs for a reason. I'm not denying any of that. Yeah. Their talent is far superior to ours. Yeah. They dismantled us last year and we were a far better team. Absolutely. All of those things are true. Yes. CJ Stroud's one of the best quarterbacks in the country for sure. Yes. Ohio state is notorious for just dismantling teams offensively. Absolutely. Yes. Sure, if we weren't able to run the ball against Washington, weren't able to run the ball last week or two weeks ago against Minnesota, we're hardly able to run the ball last week against Maryland. Sure, it's going to be difficult to run the ball against Ohio State, who has better defensive linemen, who has better linebackers, who has a better secondary than all of those teams combined. Absolutely. Absolutely all of that's true. But I don't fucking care because I'm a fan of Michigan State because I love Michigan State because I want to support what I believe in. Like I want to be on the right side of things. I want to be in green and white's corner. You know what I'm saying? Survive with the ship, die with the ship. That's what it is for me. And I got MSU fans in the Twitter comments, in the mentions running around going, I put money on the Buckeyes this weekend. I'm a state fan, but I couldn't resist. I got MSU fans in the comments. We're going to get steamrolled. You're delusional. I'm delusional. The video is me going, why not us? I'm not sitting there going, 24-21 MSU, book it. I'm going, why not us? Fuck it. Why isn't this the week? Why can't it be? I don't know. Why not? You know, we play Ohio State pretty well here and there. The last time we were horrible, my sophomore year of college, the year we finished 3-9, and nine, Ohio State came to Spartan Stadium. Final was 14-3. Ohio State couldn't score on us for shit different team. That MSU defense was fucking elite. It was a bit of a role reversal. We couldn't score a point to save our lives. They were ranked two. We were, who knows what our three and six, who knows what the record was at that time. Nobody on the planet would have thought we had a chance in that game. And we were in it until late in the fourth. Why not? Why not? Not saying to take out a second mortgage, not saying to fucking put your reputation on it. I'm just saying to go in with the mindset of, let's see what happens. Are you with Michigan State? Or are you with Ohio State? Do you want to see your guys succeed? Or do you want to tell everybody about how you were right that your guys weren't going to? Feels like a clear option. Like, are you a fan? Or are you not? Or, or are you just ready to jump ship? Are you a fan when things go well, are you a fan when there are two figures in the win column? Like what? Pick one. It's okay. If you want to be a scumbag coward, just announce it. Be open about it. Don't fucking hide. Don't come out next year when MSU's at this point and we're five and one or whatever it is. Don't come out next year waving the MSU flag then. No, no. Pick one. It's okay. You can run. You can hide. You can cower. You can, you can disassociate. Nobody's going to miss you. I promise you that. But don't come back when it gets good because it will get good. I still firmly believe that. No matter what happens Saturday, I still firmly believe that. Just have, a, have an open mindset. If you're a Michigan State fan, there's nothing positive coming out of you going, we're going to get fucking killed. Nobody like thinks you're cool for thinking Ohio State's going to steamroll your favorite team. Nobody's like, oh, he's so smart. He knew we were going to lose. What? Logan? What? What? Nobody thinks that. I do want to talk about one thing related to the game. I mean, there's not much, right? Our defense is horrible. Their offense is great. Doesn't seem good. Our offense isn't horrible, but it's not good. And their defense is, eh, it's pretty good, right? It's Ohio State. They have four and five-star guys fucking 
chalked up all throughout the defense. And and to make matters worse, our offense seems to be regressing week to week, which I didn't have that on the bingo card. I didn't have that. The de- the offense just not being able to move the ball now, not being able to score points. I didn't foresee that being a thing. I knew the defense might struggle. I knew we might need to tighten some things up. I knew we might need to make some changes. Peyton Thorne, like not being able to make plays for over two consecutive quarters. Didn't want that to be a thing. Maryland's defense for, for just for the record, while I'm looking at it, Maryland's defense is ranked 84th in total defense. Um, For context, 84th is bad. 84th means they're not very good. They're worse than average. 84th is like, you should move the ball. We didn't. We struggled. The second half was garbage. Ohio State's defense, let's take a look at it, shall we, is ranked 11th in total defense. That means they're really good. So here's the formula we're looking at. Ohio State's great offense versus our pathetic defense and our not very good offense that is only getting worse versus their very good defense. And oh, by the way, we don't make field goals either. It's, it's doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. I don't know what there is to talk about, right? For Michigan State to win this game, you've got to play the game of your life. You have to get to the quarterback. I mean, you have to do what Michigan did last year. You have to run the ball on them, possess the ball, and you have to get after their quarterback. That's how you beat Ohio State. We cannot run the ball against far worse teams than Ohio State. And we do not get to the quarterback, like not even a little bit. Everybody, we talked about it on Tuesday, everybody points fingers at the secondary, and I'm not saying they're anything special, but nobody has gotten near the quarterback since Akron. Nobody. Jacoby Winman through week two, it was like, holy shit, is this guy, like, are we, is he going to be in the fucking Heisman conversation? I haven't heard his name since week two. Honest to God, I haven't heard his name. You've got to get after the quarterback if you want to stand a chance. And when you have a bummy secondary like we do, you need to get after the quarterback expeditiously. And we've known that to be true the last three weeks, and we still haven't done it. And now we're going to play an even more souped-up offense? Doesn't bode well. The one thing I do want to see that is in MSU's control that I think could have an effect on the game a, I want somebody else to start at quarterback. I do not want Peyton Thorne to start at quarterback. I'm sorry. Nothing against Peyton Thorne. I liked him. He was awesome last year. Listen, dude, we've played five games. He's played two good halves. That's that's unacceptable. It's Michigan State. I don't care that he's best friends with Jaden Reed. I don't care what he did last year. It's Michigan State. This isn't fucking pay $100, you get a helmet, and we'll put you in for minimum 10 plays a half. Fuck that. That shit ended when you were 14, dude. He's played five games. He's played two good halves. That's unacceptable. One of those halves on the road, the second half at Washington, kind of garbage time. We're already getting curb stomped. They're laying off a little bit. And he made some throws, made some plays, moved the ball down the field, still threw a crucial interception that ended our comeback helps. But he, you know, he was fine in that second half. Then this past week, first half against Maryland. He's cruising. It's the Peyton Thorne of old. He's making the right read. He's throwing accurate balls. He's making plays with his legs when he needs to. We're scoring points. We're answering when the defense can't stop for shit. Looked pretty good. Second half, can't do anything. Missing throws. Guys were dropping passes for sure. 
Um, just didn't make any plays. Didn't do anything. Didn't do what you need a quarterback to do. Didn't do what you need a quarterback to do when your defense is struggling, when everybody on the offense is struggling, when you can't run the ball. And oh yeah, when your team in general is on the biggest fucking downhill of their lives. Didn't do what your quarterback needs to do. Not at a place like Michigan State. You need a difference maker. Mel Tucker, we want this program to be what we all believe it can be, what it has been in the past. You need a difference maker at quarterback. Peyton Thorne, you've had five games. You haven't done that. I'm sorry. Move on. Noah Kim, Caden Hauser, I don't care which of the two it is. Honestly, I really don't. I think the most natural progression would be Noah Kim. He's played a little bit. Sure, in garbage time. Sure, against the other team's twos and threes. Dude, he's made some nice fucking throws. He's made some nice throws. I think it was Akron. He rolled out to his left, threw a dart to Trey Mosley in the back of the end zone. Um, he threw another touchdown recently. Was it Maryland? I think it was a deep ball to Jeremy Bernard. Absolute fucking dime. I get it. It's against the twos, the threes, the walk-ons. The guy still puts the ball where the ball needs to be. The guy still makes shit happen. I don't care who he's playing against. That's more than Peyton Thorne can say. And it comes back to the common theme with me for what truly frustrates me in football. What truly gets me angry at coaching staffs and decision makers. It's the rule of insanity. I get Peyton Thorne and I get what he means. He's a leader. I get it. Five games, hasn't got it done. Six games, is that not insanity? What's going to happen if Noah Kim comes in and doesn't play well? You lose again? Okay, we're used to that shit. You know what I'm saying? What's going to happen if Caden Hauser comes in, plays a bad quarter, and you're like, we got to get him out? What, you're losing? The fuck did you think was going to happen? Like, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't hurt. It can only go up. You know what Peyton Thorne's going to do. Peyton Thorne has had five games to show you what he's got. He's had five games to show Coach Tucker. Hey, Coach, I know we don't have Kenneth Walker. Look how much better I got. And he's gotten worse. You can't reward people for being older. You can't reward people for what they did a year ago. You think Nick Saban would ever do that shit? I bring them up constantly because they're the gold standard. They're what, what we are building towards. Nick Saban changed his quarterback at the halftime of the national championship against a fucking vicious Georgia defense. He changed Jalen Hurts to Tua Tagovailoa. He took out a guy who's currently balling in the NFL with the Eagles, tearing it apart. He looks unstoppable. He benched him for Tua Tagovailoa. I think he was a freshman at the time, and they won the fucking game. You've gotten five games of Peyton Thorne. I don't care it's Ohio State. He did this shit against Georgia in the natty. You're two and three. It's Ohio State at home. You've gotten five games of Thorne. I'm sorry, dude. It's not cutting it. Give Kim a shot. Give Hauser a shot. If they both stink and you want to go back to Thorne, fine. But at least show me that you tried something else. That's the only request I have for State this weekend. Other than that, fucking play hard. Look like you want to be there. Look like you don't give a fuck that they're Ohio State. Because I don't. Why not us, huh? Why not us? Quick break. We'll be back. We'll talk some Michigan. Surely any and all, every Michigan fan who just sat through that, your stomach's got to be killing you. Just the ab workout from laughing at that. I can't even imagine. I didn't even think about that until I didn't even think about that until we hit the break. I was sitting there drinking water like, damn, dude, 
there's a lot of Michigan fans who just saw it, sat through that and listened to me talk about why not us and why you should believe in state or why you should at least, I don't know, have an open mind going into the game. And there are a lot of Michigan fans that just listen to that going, this guy's fucking nuts, dude. They stink. They're going to get worked. <laughs> I didn't even think about it from the Michigan perspective. Thank you for bearing with me. If you're a Michigan fan and you stuck through it, appreciate that. You, you're fucking, you're a real one, huh? You're a real one. Stick around. Why don't you? Um, that is a pretty funny, that's a pretty funny junction though. Michigan fans just listening to me like <laughs> fucking try, try and convince Michigan state fans <laughs> to stay on the Michigan wagon. I don't even know what I would think. Like if I listened to a podcast and some dude was talking about Michigan, Michigan was having a tough season and they're about to play Ohio state. And he's like, just come on guys. Like stick with me. I don't even, I don't even. I don't even know what I would think. <laughs> Probably fucking hilarious from a Michigan standpoint. <laughs> I don't know what else it would be, right? Just like, what is this guy talking about? Like, either either hilarious for you or like, damn, dude, I feel kind of bad. Like, it's dark times in East Lansing. This guy's out here talking like he's fuck. He's like on suicide watch for MSU fans. That's kind of what it felt like, to be honest, a little bit. Um, so let's talk about Michigan. Let's talk about something a little more successful. They traveled to Indiana this week, 22 and a half point favorites over the Hoosiers. Doesn't feel good for Indiana, does it? Does not feel good for the Indiana Hoosiers. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anything about Indiana. I don't know anything about Indiana. Don't know who their quarterback is. Don't know if he's good, bad, ugly. Don't know who their running back is. Do they still have Stevie Scott? He's a good player. They still have him. I like Stevie Scott. Don't know anything about their defense. I know Tom Allen is the head coach. Um, I know Mark Cuban went to school there. I know that Bloomington is supposed to be a great college town. I, I never got to go in school. Another regret of mine, Bloomington and Madison. The two places that I'm very fucking annoyed at myself, I never went. Um, but yeah, I've heard Bloomington's great. Um, I don't, Larry Bird is from Indiana. Um, Indiana State's mascot is the Sycamores. Uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse is in Indiana. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I know about the Indiana football team. So with that said, Michigan, I would imagine, is going to fucking annihilate them this weekend. I'd imagine it's going to be bad. Like, I'd imagine Blake Corum is going to bolster his Heisman status a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'd imagine J.J. McCarthy's probably going to have some throws. I'd imagine I'm going to log in at Twitter, like, halfway through this game and just see people talking about the potential with this Michigan team, how explosive the offense is, how great Harbaugh has been letting these guys off the leash, uh, how locked down the defense is, what a menace Junior Colson is, how great of a job Mike Morris has done replacing Ojabo and Hutchinson, how incredible Will Johnson's been as a true freshman five-star living up to the hype. I have a feeling Indiana's going to get absolutely fucking clobbered at home against the Wolverine Saturday. And I pray to God for Hoosier Nation, I have a couple friends that went to Indiana, I have a couple friends that are at Indiana now for grad school. Hoosier up, is that their thing? Or Hoosier daddy, whatever they do. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, Indiana Hoosier, Detroit Piston. 
I hope it's not their homecoming because this is a tough game. You know what I'm saying? Tough game to have as your homecoming. I just, I, I, it's same deal as last week, right? Like, how do you, how do you pick Indiana? It's the same shit as last week. It's the same shit as last week. It's the same shit as the Michigan State game. If you're a betting man, if you're talking about the game unbiasedly, gun to your head, pick the winner. How is anybody going to come on here and go, Indiana Indiana is going to win this football game? You know what I'm saying? How is anybody doing that? No one is. No one authentically is doing that. No one genuinely is like, oh, no, no. Indiana is going to shut down Blake Corum. They're going to take care of the run game. Uh, they're going to force J.J. McCarthy to throw the ball. And when he throws it, Indiana's going to get in there. They're going to apply a little bit of pressure. They're going to force the young kid to force a couple throws, maybe make a few mistakes. And, you know, Indiana, you force a few turnovers, a couple short fields. Crowd gets into it. J.J. maybe gets a little flustered. Harbaugh panics a little bit, you know, gets away from the run when he shouldn't, leans into the run when he should throw. And that's how Indiana wins the game. Nobody's doing that. I'm doing that because – I want Michigan to lose because I'm a Michigan State fan and I hate everything about Michigan. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. At least Michigan football. I actually don't mind Michigan as a whole. A lot of great friends of mine went to Michigan. Um, don't really have any qualms with Michigan basketball. Um, I like John Beeline. He was a great guy. Juwan is a little more easy to hate considering he punches coaches when he loses. I hate Michigan football. I do. And even still – how does Indiana win the game? You know what I mean? Like, like, dude, how does Indiana win the game? You go up to Pinocchio, you chain him up. That seems a little weird. Chaining up a doll. Never mind. You don't chain him up, but you get Pinocchio, right? You bring him in, you interrogate him. It's like the room from the wire. You bring him in there. You get McNulty, you get bunk Pinocchio. You really think Indiana is going to win this game? Either he's saying no, or his nose is growing plain and simple. Plain and simple, Geppetto made Pinocchio to predict college football games. You know what I mean? Like, it's anybody out there saying, I genuinely believe Indiana's going to win. Anybody out there, if Indiana somehow does pull it off, that goes, I knew it. I knew Indiana had this in the bag. I picked the upset. You're a fucking Pinocchio, buddy. Plain and simple. They're 22 and a half point favorites. Michigan's run the ball on literally everybody that they played. They just played Iowa on the road notoriously a pretty tricky stadium to go into and get a win. A top 10 defense in the country, a stout rushing defense. Not only, you know, not only is this team's, this season for Iowa, is their defense really good, like a historical program, at least under Kirk Ferentz, historically known for having a good defense. Michigan went to Kinnick Stadium and did whatever the fuck they wanted to on the ground. Blake Corum had a field day. How the hell is Indiana going to stop them? I just don't see it. And unless Michael Penix somehow still has eligibility in Bloomington and decides, you know what, maybe Seattle's not for me. Let me go back. Unless that happens, I I, I don't get it. I don't know how it's possible. What's that guy's name? Tuttle? Is that their quarterback? Tuttle? It's Michigan's offensive line has dominated everybody that they've played. They've played better teams than Indiana. I believe they'll dominate Indiana up front. Because of that, I think Blake Corum will have a field day. They've had success running the football against better teams. That's why. J.J. McCarthy has played well all year. Made a couple interesting throws last week against Iowa. 
Again, that defense far better than the one he's going to face at Indiana. Each week that goes by that he makes those bad throws, he decides to put the ball sometimes, you know, maybe where it shouldn't. Schoonmaker down in the red zone, three guys covering him, probably should have been a pick. Each week he makes those decisions. That only makes him better going into the next week. He's playing a worse defense like Indiana. He will play better, you would think. The defense. In, now, this is this is the only interesting thing, is the defense. Iowa's offense, fucking pathetic. The defense played well against Iowa. Their offense is pathetic. Let's let's cut it, call it like it is, right? Don't need to be a Michigan fan. Don't need to be a, don't need to be a Michigan State fan. Don't need to be an Indiana. It doesn't matter. You watch Iowa football. The offense is an absolute fucking joke. It just is. That's the only possible way that this game's even remotely interesting is that the Michigan defense kind of got lulled to sleep by, by that joke that Kirk Ferentz rolls out with Spencer Petras. And they play a team that's a little bit better like Indiana and they kind of get caught off guard. I don't expect that to happen. I don't really know why that would happen because they already played Maryland, who's better at offense than Indiana. And Maryland scored on them, but they didn't score enough and Michigan won the game. Maryland's a better team. That game was at the big house, but Maryland's a better team. I think Maryland's actually pretty good. I think Maryland's going to win like eight games or more in the Big Ten this year. Talia Tagovailoa. And uh, Rakeem Jarrett, like those guys are nice. Those guys can get it done. They're going to, at least Rakeem is going to be an NFL player. They did what they had to do against Maryland. Why would they not do what they have to do against Indiana? You see, you see where this is going. It's like Michigan's done it. Michigan's done it against better defenses, better offenses, better quarterbacks, better running backs, better secondaries, better front fours. You name it. Michigan's already done it against a superior unit than what Indiana has to offer. Why should I believe? that Indiana, of all teams, will be the one to knock Michigan off. Because you know Michigan, they're tunnel vision. You know they're sitting in Ann Arbor right now fucking staring at that Penn State game on the 15th. You know that they are. You know they know they're undefeated. They know they're the fourth-ranked team in the playoff. They know that they're the defending Big Ten champs. They know that they want to get back to the playoff and avenge that loss. They know that they're the most recent victors of the Michigan-Ohio State game. They know Ohio State is going to come with a little extra flavor this year. They know that they want to kick their ass a second time. Like, you don't think Michigan's laser-fucking-focused right now? Bro, they did all that shit last year. They know that they leveled up with J.J. McCarthy. They know that this offensive line is nasty. They know that they're capable of repeating as Big Ten champions. You think they're going to go to Indiana and let those guys be the ones that spoil it? I just don't see a way. I really don't see a way. Um, Michigan, yeah, I, I. The Hoosiers have lost 10 of their last 11 Big Ten games, and their defense is terrible. Beyond that, Indiana manages 267 yards against the Nebraska defense. That was allowing more than 450. Like, you read those two sentences. How the fuck do they win the game? And I'll admit it, dude. I haven't watched much Indiana. I have not. I will I will be the first to tell you. And by I haven't watched much Indiana, I mean I haven't watched Indiana for a single play this season. I haven't watched one single play. You read those two sentences. They couldn't score on a bad Nebraska defense, and they got scored on – or they've gotten scored on, what, 10 of the last 11, whatever it was. How do you pick how do you pick Indiana? 
You know what I mean? I just, it feels unattainable. It felt similar to last week to Iowa. Like even though they have the Kinnick stadium thing going and the top five teams go there to die. And yes, they have, you know, they beat Michigan in 16 or 17, whatever it was. They've beaten Ohio State. Yeah, they got the good defense too. But it was the same shit last week with Iowa. Like, dude, I know their defense is good. J.J. McCarthy and the offense for Michigan, they have too many weapons. They're too good to not score a couple times. And once they score that couple time, that second time, how the fuck does Iowa match that? They can't score against a team of mice, brother. Iowa's front four wouldn't be able to move around deck chairs, brother, or front five, I should say. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Iowa could have the best defense in the world. Michigan's got too good of an offense to not score at all. They're going to score 14, 17, 21 points. And the fucking moment they hit 14, Iowa's toast. It's the same shit with Indiana. Indiana, how do they stop Michigan? They don't. Indiana, how do they score on Michigan? Yeah, they might score once or twice. They're not going to score enough. It's just every single turn, every single thing. If you were the biggest Indiana fan on the planet, if you were going to sit down and run me through a fucking PowerPoint of why Indiana wins this game, every single turn, I could tell you, well, dude, that's not going to happen. Well, dude, why would that? That doesn't make any sense. Well, bro, Michigan just did that. Why would Indiana be able to? You know what I'm saying? Just every single turn. So I think it'll be another cruise control game. Um, Do I think they'll beat them like 49-0? I don't think so. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. There's nothing Jim Harbaugh loves more than running up the score on bad teams. There's absolutely nothing that guy loves more, except for maybe not letting women decide to have abortions. That might be the only thing he loves more, not to get political. Um, It's just a fact. It's just a fact. I'm not taking a stance. It's just a fact of Jim Harbaugh's narrative. He actually probably loves steak and milk and vitamins uh, more, though, than both of those things, to be honest. But, yeah, I just – I don't think it's sweaty. I don't think it's a blowout necessarily either. I think it's probably like 35-10, 38-10, like Michigan just kind of, I don't know, wins and it's – everybody's asleep halfway through the second quarter. So good time to be a Michigan fan, I guess. God fucking damn it. Quick break. We'll talk to Lions. The cats got Matt Patricia, that fat fucking loser and the new England patty cakes. Mac Jones may or may not play. I saw a tweet today that said, I think they're going to try and push him to play. Who knows if he will or not. Sad part is it probably doesn't fucking matter after what Geno Smith did to us last week. Like we really are entering a twilight zone with the Detroit Lions where it's back to that same bullshit. Oh, you're starting quarterbacks out. Oh, your second string quarterback got hit by a car. Oh, your third string quarterback has a tapeworm. Oh, your fourth string quarterback is actually the guy who makes the sandwiches for the team after practice. Guess what? After he plays the Lions, that dude's going to have an NFL fucking contract. You believe that shit? How is it the same thing again? We're living my nightmare. And to make it all worse, now Matt Patricia's with the Pats. He's an offensive analyst. If Mac Jones doesn't play, this Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky is going to come and light us up. He's going to be in the MVP running after fucking Sunday. It's nuts, dude. It's nuts that a team's quarterback starting doesn't even matter. At least the way I feel. It doesn't matter, dude. Oh, Mac Jones, like Mac Jones starting that game may actually hurt the Patriots. Honestly, like give us the least hyped 
least talented players on your fucking team, and they will kick the shit out of the Detroit Lions. Anybody who's not supposed to perform, guess what, dude? They're going to break a fucking record that Sunday. Like, that's where we're at again. It was the same bullshit with their now offensive analyst, fat loser Patricia. I'm going to try not to be too mean, although I hate him. The same thing with him. Oh, Mitch Trubisky, he's struggling. Chicago hates him. They're looking to move him and draft another quarterback, even though they just took him last year. Well, let him play the Lions once. And then maybe Chicago will be singing a different tune. We're right back there, dude. Geno Smith last week, Offensive Player of the Week. I saw a tweet or an article or something that was like, is Geno Smith? I can't believe it was fucking real. I saw something that goes, is Geno Smith in the MVP running after last week? That's what we're working with, guys. That's where we're at. That's where the Detroit Lions defense is. Mac Jones, bro, just take the week off. It doesn't even matter if you play. Like, literally, literally, it may be a disadvantage for the Patriots to have your starting quarterback play. It may be a disadvantage further for Bailey Zappi to play over a four-year-old make-a-wish. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may be a disadvantage for anybody with any sort of talent to play quarterback against the Detroit Lions. Just get some bum off the street. The guy who's shaking his can around for nickels outside Foxborough, have him come sling the pigskin, dude. He'll throw for 304 tutties. Fuck, it's so annoying being in the spot. It's so goddamn annoying. And it's the same bullshit with the Lions, bro. It's the same thing with Patricia. The same Mitchell Trubisky shit. The same Matt Flynn's playing for Aaron Rodgers, and he did what? He Matt Flynn bankrolled his entire life because he played the Detroit Lions one time because they were resting Aaron Rodgers for the playoffs. Think about that shit for a second. Matt Flynn is living in some nice-ass fucking house, driving a Tesla. His kids are in the Montessori school. His wife does Pilates four times a week. He only shops at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. This guy did that solely because he got to play the Detroit Lions at the end of the season once. Fast forward eight years or whatever it is, Geno Smith is living Matt Flynn's dream. I don't want to be at this point with the Lions. I don't want to be the doom and gloom guy. You heard me talk about Michigan State. You heard me implicate the Lions and kind of talk about how that feeling or that mantra of, yeah, I'm going to go into the game with the feeling like, let's win this game. Why not? You know, let's do it. I'm not going to pick against my team. I'm never going to be the guy who's like, we fucking suck before the game's ever started. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go into this Patriots game with the mindset of fuck the Patriots. One, two, they're one and three. They're not good. Three, fuck Matt Patricia. And four, we are a better team than one and three. We are a better team than what just happened in Seattle. We are a better team than what happened in Minnesota the week prior. We are a better team than the New England Patriots. We should win this game. Fucking prove something. Dan Campbell, make a statement. Go to Foxborough. Face maybe the greatest coach of all time. Probably the greatest coach of all time. And win the fucking game. We're desperate. They're probably desperate too. We're more desperate. We want it more. We have better players. We are just a better team. We play offense. They're okay at it. 
We don't play defense, but we're going to make some fucking changes. We know we're not naive enough to possibly think that we could keep our defense the exact same as what we rolled out against Geno Smith against the mastermind that is Bill Belichick and expect to win that game. We couldn't possibly have that much hubris. No chance. Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn are sitting in the war room tonight going, so uh, fucking run it back. There's no way, dude. I'll slit my throat with this ballpoint pen if that was the case. There's no way. That's my thought. We've got the better offense. We've got the better team. We're hungrier. I believe for now in the coaching staff and making adjustments and changing shit when it doesn't work and not doing exactly what Matthew Patricia did. That fucking... I have faith. I have faith in guys like Jeff Okuda, Amano Oruarie, Malcolm Rodriguez, Aiden Hutchinson, having some pride. I have faith in Hutchinson living up more so to that second overall draft stock and making himself noticed, making himself felt by Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, whoever the fuck. I have faith in that happening. I'm going to show up 10 a.m. Sunday. I'm going to be wearing my Lions shirt, courtesy of the second string. Design probably dropping either later in October or some point in November. It's absolutely fucking filthy. I'll give you a hint. Malcolm Rodriguez, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. You do not want to miss it when it does drop. Follow along so you don't. I'm going to take those guys over whoever the hell the Pats got. Pats had their time. This is Dan Campbell's time. I'm going to lean into that. The fact that we're desperate. That game against Seattle last week. That should have been a locked-in guarantee win. No questions asked. I don't need to sweat. That game should have been over in the third quarter, like one of those type games. Coming off that loss to Minneapolis, coming off that loss to Minnesota, the game of Seattle should have been in the bag before it even started. That should have been a no questions asked. We refuse to lose this fucking game. Didn't go our way at all. Horrible actually. And now this Pats game is that on steroids. You got to go on the road, which is tough. Foxborough, tough place to play. You have to face maybe the best coach in the game. You have to find a way to get it done. Plain and simple. This is a must win. I deemed last week, I came out and said, it, it felt like a must win for the Lions for all the reasons I just stated. They didn't get that done. Now we're one and three. This, if we want to have any fucking dream of making the playoffs, if we want to even entertain the thought, this is a must-win game. You have to beat the Patriots. They're a one and three football team. Mac Jones, who I don't even think is that great to begin with, their starting quarterback, may not play. Their offense, where are they? They're like back in the middle of the pack. Worse than Minnesota's. They're not a great offense. You, as a defense, granted, granted, should have stuffed Seattle, granted, their offense is not great. You need to be able to get stops against them. We, on the other hand, have the best offense. Okay? You need to score points because you're better than them. 
because you have been all year, because we've run the ball on literally every fucking team we played, and the New England Patriots, I don't care if we play them on Mars, will not be any different. Run the ball on them. Hopefully we get Amon Ra back, DJ Chark, a couple of these injuries. Hopefully some guys come back. Swift would be nice. Run the ball on them. Jared Goff, do what you've been doing. Fucking cut out the pick sixes if you can. That'd be nice. The guy's not open. Don't throw the ball. If there's a linebacker that plays for the other team standing right fucking in front of him, don't throw the ball. You've been great, Jared. Love you to death. You were farthest thing from the problem. You've been great, but no pick sixes would be nothing but an improvement. Keep throwing the ball. Keep hitting in the play action. Keep taking care of it. Don't try and do too much. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. When Hawkinson's wide open, put it on him. Don't be afraid to make plays. Don't be afraid to air it out. Their defense is nothing special. Also, middle of the pack to back half. Again, looking at these rankings, just off the stats, just off total yards per game that the Pats get offensively and total yards per game that the Pats give defensively, they're probably like the 20th team in the NFL in both. Offense kind of right around there, like maybe 17th, 18th. Defense maybe 20th. I, I, it's a must win game. We have the best offense in the NFL. Their defense is nothing special. I don't give a fuck that Bill Belichick is their head coach. We should score at least 30 on these guys. Again, score 30 every week. We should score 30 again. Defensively. It cannot, or we scored 24 against Minnesota, but you get the point defensively. You cannot possibly be worse than you were last week. And here's the crux of it. This is a must-win football game, okay? If we want to if we want to even talk about the playoffs again after this podcast that comes out on Thursday, October 6th, if we want to even talk about the playoffs again as it relates to the Detroit Lions, if we want to even fucking mention it, if I want to even read that word in the newspaper, dude, if I even want to hear somebody say that word, we have to win this game. And the only possible way you win this game, I think the offense will be fine. I'm not worried about Ben Johnson, Jared Goff, the offensive line. I'm not worried about any of that. They've cruised. They've done more than their job every single week. It's the best fucking unit in the league. Who saw that coming? I think people were kind of excited for the offense going, hey, we got a great offensive line. We've got some weapons. We'll see what golf's all about. Golf has been very good. And wouldn't you know what? We have the best fucking offense in football. I'm not worried about them taking care of their business. We have the best offense in football, and we're one in three. Aaron Glenn, ultimately, Dan Campbell, similar to Mel Tucker. I don't care that you're not a defensive guy. I don't care that Dan Campbell's not calling the plays. I don't give a fuck, dude. You're the head coach. Everything at the end of the day falls on you. Aaron Glenn in this defense, you got to figure it out, brother. This is not Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You're not playing the Buffalo Bills. You've got Mac Jones slash Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots, the one and three struggling on the decline New England Patriots in a must-win desperation game for the Lions. It's going to be desperation for the Pats too. That's the thing. If if Detroit, if we show up there like, fucking we need this game, they're not going to, you know what I'm saying, they're not going to show up. If we, uh, you're crazy. This is a must win for the Pats too. They're having the exact same conversation you guys are right now. The exact same shit is being said. This is a must win. It's a must win. One and four, you're not making the playoffs after that. Must win. 
must win. Except the only difference is they're going, this is fucking New England. We don't miss the playoffs here. We don't have losing seasons here. We're not done with our season in November in New England. That shit does not fly with Bill Belichick. That's the only difference in their conversation. They're saying the same thing. Must win desperation because that shit doesn't happen here. That's the only shit that happens in Detroit. Are you going to be the team to change the narrative? That's what it comes down to. Are you going to be the team that does something different? That gets people to start to fucking fade from the same old Lions talk. That gets people to look around and go, you know, we might not win the Super Bowl this year. We might not win the playoff ga- a playoff game this year. We might not even win 10 games this year. Shit, we may not even make the playoffs this year. But this team and the culture and the staff, these guys are doing things that's different than Lions teams of the past. We said that Eagles game, the fight, the battle in that game, different than Lions teams of the past. Lions teams of the past lose that game by 30. Different. The bounce back game, the following week against the Commanders, they control that game until the fourth quarter. That wasn't great, got a little shaky, but they bounced back. They did what they had to, and they got the win. It's good, unlike Lions of the past. And then the Minnesota game happens and we fall right back into the same bullshit. Bad timeouts, bad special teams, conservative defense, Kirk Cousins right down the field, 45 seconds left, Minnesota scores, ball game. Same old Lions type bullshit. And then last week, we play one of the worst teams in the NFL with a pure journeyman in Geno Smith as their quarterback, a guy who other teams are like, dude, We don't fucking want him anymore. And he lights us up for 41. He's making the front page of NFL Network. Offensive player of the week, Geno Smith. We don't make any adjustments throughout the entire fucking game. Every big play, every third and long, every third and short, every time they take a penalty or we get a sack or we do something to set them back in the chains. They get it all back and more. Every time it's the fourth quarter and we need a third down stop so we can get the ball back and go down the field and take the lead. Rashad Penny, 40 yards, 40 yards house call. To Geno Smith, to the Seattle Seahawks, to one of the worst teams in the NFL. Same old Lions bullshit. Now you're one and three. Pat Patriots aren't any good, but they're the Patriots. They have a brand. They have a winning tradition on the road, Foxborough. They're going to want it. They know where they're at. They know they're one and three. The fuck do you have in the tank, Detroit? What do you have in the tank, Dan Campbell? Jared Goff, defense, Aaron Glenn. What the fuck do you have? Because you better have something. If they go to Foxborough and they lose this game, you can shut it down for the year. We can go ahead. We can go try and get Will Anderson, uh, Bryce Young, whoever the fuck you want. I don't care. If you lose this game in Foxborough, just shut it down. And that's what's so disappointing about it is coming into the season. We all knew the schedule was schedule was pretty favorable for the Lions, but coming into the season, I don't think anybody was really running around Detroit going, we're going to make the playoffs this year, or at least we should make the playoffs this year. I don't think anybody was doing that, but people were going, all right, there's some talent on this team. The offensive line should be good. I think this team will be competitive. I think we should be in every game, which to the Lions defense, they've been in every game. I think we should win a good number. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we should win some of these games. We should win more than three of them. It shouldn't take us nine weeks to get the first. It didn't take us. It took us two to get the first. 
now we're at the point where it's like beat some of these teams. Nobody was saying the Lions should win or, or make the playoffs coming into this year. But then the season started. Then that Philly game happened, and we're looking around going, all right, yeah, they fucking torched us. But Philadelphia is like maybe going to win the NFC. Four weeks later, that looks more and more true by the second. Philadelphia looks unstoppable. Who else is going to win the fucking NFC if not them? We bounce back with the Washington win. We uh, control the game against Minnesota. Obviously blow late, but we look good. And everybody's feeling good. After that Minnesota game, everyone was feeling good. Like, I know where the expectations were before the season, but now that we've seen the team play three times, the expectations have changed. The team's better than we thought they would be. Nobody thought we'd be scoring 35 a night. Nobody thought we'd have the number one ranked offense. Dude, nobody thought Jared Goff would look the way that he has. It's like now that we're here, we run the ball whenever we want. Jared Goff's been great. Now that we're here, fuck it. Why wouldn't we shoot for the playoffs? And again, I don't I, – the, the problem with sports too and the problem, it happened like Michigan State last year to what's happening this year. The Lions, like the preseason expectation to what everybody was feeling before and even after that Minnesota game. It's like we started as a – we started the season like let's win six games. I don't know, something like that. Let's win a couple games. Let's be more competitive and let's get a high draft pick. That was the goal. Then we played Philly, then we played Washington, then we played Minnesota, and it was like, okay, we're better than that. This team is better than that. This team is better than let's win six games and maybe draft a quarterback. This team is better than that. So then the expectation came where it's like you can run the ball on everybody. Teams who run the ball on everybody, teams who have the best offense in the NFL, they aren't one and three. They win more than one game for every four. They win. They make the playoffs. They do shit. And it hasn't gone as far where people are now going, they should win a playoff game or they should do this, they should do that. But I think the expectation became when we play bad teams, i.e. the Seattle Seahawks, i.e. the one and three New England Patriots, i.e. the Dallas Cowboys, even though they're somehow winning fucking games with Cooper Rush, when we play those teams, win those games. That's what it's become. And when you lose games like the Seattle game where you give up 48 and it's Geno Smith and the Seahawks stink, that takes the wind out of people's sails. Cowboys are three and one next week, so I guess they can't be considered a bad team. But Micah Parsons is a dog. Cooper Rush, they don't scare me. Their offense doesn't scare me. I don't really know how they're three and one, to be quite frank. Their division sucks, but three and one, I don't know. It's just gotten to the point where it feels like we should be able to beat some of these bad teams, and you lose the game like the Seahawks. We got another one this week against the Pats, who we've you know I've said it a thousand times now. One and three, not very good. May not have Mac Jones. It's like you, you just you have to win those games. You should win those games. That's what's disappointing. You don't have to win those games this year. I think next year, year three, is the first year where Lions fans have the right to be like, okay, now you have to beat teams like the Seahawks. Now you have to win that game in Minnesota. Now you have to beat teams like the Patriots. I think year three is when you can start to have that expectation of win these games, like X, 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 all these games. You win those games. You have to win those games. Year two, still probably a little early, but from what we've seen and what we know this team is capable of, which is maybe the most frustrating part, like – you don't need to have a good defense. We could have the 28th defense in the NFL and we'd probably be three and one. You like, we could have almost the worst defense in the NFL and we'd be sitting pretty. 
we'd be running around tied for the NFC North lead. Like, holy shit, the Lions are sick. Are we going to, like, is this the year we win a playoff game? Oh, we could have almost the worst defense in the NFL, and that would be the case. Think about that for a moment. Right now, we're doom and gloom. People are questioning Dan Campbell. Aaron Glenn, get him out of here. Defense sucks. We can't win a game. Same old Lions. If we just, if we had pretty much the worst defense in the league, but not quite 31 out of 32, we'd be three and one going, this is the year. Oh my God. Dan Campbell has turned it around. Are we going to win the division? Are we going to win our first playoff game? This is the Detroit Lions everyone's waited for since 1957 or whatever it is. That's where we would be 91 since the last playoff game. Is that where we would be? If we just had a, a really bad defense and not the worst defense, that's what's so frustrating is like we're right fucking there. And I'm not saying the defense is right fucking there because the defense sucks. The defense blows, dude. They don't cover outside of Jeff Okuda. They don't stop the run. Alex Anzalone actually never has a clue what he's doing. They don't apply pressure. The defensive line doesn't do shit. I don't even notice Aiden Hutchinson's on the field, despite what any stat you want to pull up might say. It's Malcolm Rodriguez. It's Jeff Okuda and nine fucking Bob bobbleheads playing defense. They suck. The defense isn't this close. The defense is like that close from being bad. We're this close as a team from having three wins. This close as a team from being good. This close as a team from being tied for the NFC North lead. If we just had a really bad defense and not the worst, and that's the shit that drives me crazy. Aaron Glenn, you better figure it the fuck out. You better figure it the fuck out. Because we're in a spot now, it is a must-win. If we want to talk about playoffs, you have to beat the Pats this week. No questions asked. If they don't, forget it. We won't talk about the playoffs again this year. But now we're at the point where it's if they lose this game to the Pats and it's like 42-38 or some shit where the Patriots just put up a fucking number on us, I think Aaron Glenn maybe has to go after the game. And there are no moral victories, not at this point, not in this league. Not when you're one and three. But if you do lose this game, it better fucking be like 17-14. It better be a defensive grudge match. It better be field goals. Uh, if they lose this game and the Pats put up a number, there are going to be some angry folks in the Minton State. All right. That's all I got this week, everybody. Appreciate everyone listening. Right, listen, I'm going to show up Sunday. I'm going to show up Sunday for the Lions. It's a must-win fucking game. Pressure's on. I'm going to show up ready to go. You better show up, too. You better bring the positive vibes. None of that same old Lions bullshit. It's not helping anybody. Bring the vibes. Bring the game face. Lock in, baby. Saturday, same deal for the dogs. Go green. You know what it is. Why not us? You're either with us or against us. Plain and fucking simple. None of that half in, half out. Oh, I knew they'd get. I knew they'd lose fucking lame horseshit. None of that. You're either with us or you're against us, plain and simple. I'm going to show up Saturday. I'm going to be in the mindset of let's win this fucking game. Fuck Ohio State. Fuck C.J. Shroud. I don't give a fuck what the defense has done. I don't care what our record is. Win the goddamn game. That's where we're at Saturday. Go green. And then Michigan's probably going to steamroll Indiana. That'll be fun. If you're if you're a Michigan fan, that'll be fun. You get to watch your team kick someone else's teeth in. Um, this weekend, the thesecondstring.com. So if you guys have been following along and you notice – 
hopefully you've noticed because I try to like make a point of it on the social channels. The I've been doing a design every week. I've been doing mainly Michigan, like Michigan, Michigan State, Lions, Detroit, Michigan stuff, right? That the audience would be more inclined to. But this week we're changing it up. I'm going out of market for the first time in a long time. I made the the sickest Seattle graphic of all time, dude. It is so fucking fire. Just check it out, honestly. Even if you have no intention of buying it, you don't care about the Seattle, just check it out. It is so sick. If you have friends in Seattle or from Seattle, send it to them because I promise you they'll love it. It's on the secondstring.com. It'll be live Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. All weekend, gone, Sunday at midnight. If you're a Husky fan, if you followed along after that MSU trip to Washington, if you're just a Mariners fan or whoever, Seahawks fan that somehow find this, the secondstring.com, the Seattle design is on sale Friday at five. It'll be there all weekend. It's one of the best. It's it's just incredible. Check it out. Anyways, I appreciate everybody who supports, listens, shares, all that good stuff. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Um, Have a good time. If you're doing sober October like me, fucking have some water, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I'll catch you guys Tuesday. Tuesday.